Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we have the founder and CEO of Gotham Ghostwriters. I feel like we need the, the Batman music playing underneath. It's Dan <laughs> Gerstein. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. It's funny you say that because like when I first uh, launched the business and I came up with the name, a friend of mine said, it's perfect. It, it uh, has Batman and Ghostbusters mashed up together. <laughs> I like it. You know, um, the in, in your background... Uh, so you've been on the communication side and you also were involved in politics and uh, uh, for a particular candidate that, that got, got some, quite some notoriety, got some good notoriety. Yes. So I started my career as a newspaper reporter at a college for four years for my hometown newspaper, but I always had the political bug. And when Bill Clinton yeah. got elected, I moved to Washington and I ended up working with my home state Senator Joe Lieberman from Connecticut. Oh my gosh. Um, and worked on, you know, um, in his Senate office, then on his vice presidential campaign with Al Gore. And then he ran for president in 2003 in the Democratic mm -hmm. primary, was unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, it was time to kind of move on to another phase of my career. So I moved to New York yeah. uh, and started doing communications consulting on my own. Um, yeah. And that was sort of the run up to Gotham Ghostwriters. For someone who did their stint in politics, uh, how would you describe that? Um. I had an amazing experience in large part because I was in this bubble of uh, substance and integrity. Um, Lieberman was an amazing guy to work for. He was really right. interested in ideas, interested in um, innovative policy, and most importantly, interested in working across the aisle to try right. and build coalitions right. to get things done and solve problems. Uh, and he built a team around him that was um, uh, one of the best group of people I could ever imagine working with. Smart, dedicated, uh, full of integrity, uh, and that experience, I have to say, really spoiled me. Mm. Um, and um, I learned a ton from both working with Lieberman, the environment I was in, but also from my colleagues. So I, I uh, had a great experience. The problem was what was going on outside the bubble ultimately kind of started to leach its way in. And I just decided I, I couldn't take it anymore and I needed a break. Yeah, I feel like um, I have a lot of friends in communications, you know, I've worked in communications and media and that sort of thing. And like, I feel like everyone gets to do their stint. <laughs> and it's, 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 you know, it's really fun when you're in it, but it, it can kind of suck a little bit of the life out of you, <laughs> yeah, yes. depending on the situation. No question. <laughs> All right, good. So from there, um, you're in consulting for six years, um, mainly on communications? Yeah, I, I, I went from working with Lieberman um, and I came to New York and I just basically hung out my own shingle and I worked with a lot of nonprofits and, mm. and advocacy groups and helping them fine tune their message, tell their story, launch issue advocacy campaigns. And it was, um, you know, it was a nice transition out of day-to-day -day politics and I mm -hmm. still got to leverage my passion and my skill set to help people. Um, but what started happening was um, my friends... Uh, in PR and politics uh, would occasionally come to me because they knew I was a writer and they would say, hey, my boss has to give a speech or um, we have to write an op-ed for a major paper. Can you help us? 
I really didn't have the time or the inclination to do it. So I would just introduce one friend to another friend. I had all these freelance writer friends. Right. Didn't think anything of it. I'm a natural born matchmaker um, <laughs> and connector. And, but it starts, just kept happening. And by the 20th time, it kind of dawned on me, I'm performing a service here and yeah. probably should be getting paid. But more importantly, there seemed to be a business opportunity, some unmet mm. need in the marketplace. There was all this demand for high level writing and this amazing community of freelance writers out there, but no trusted, reliable, effective way for demand to find supply. So that was sort of what inspired me to launch Gotham Ghostwriters to try and solve that problem in the marketplace, which I was in a good position to do because I knew a lot of writers. And, um, but I also had a very good sense of how to make good connections, um, mm. and which is essential in collaborative writing. You know, um, so and, and go ahead and explain who, what Gotham Ghostwriters is at a high level. Sure. Um, on, a, on the service, we're a ghostwriting agency. We help people write books and speeches, white papers, all kinds of long-form content. But in terms of the business model and how we operate, we're kind of a mashup between a search and recruiting firm and a literary agency. We have developed a very large, diverse network of more than 2,600 writers who specialize in all kinds of different books, writing speeches, writing white papers, different kinds of thought leadership content, also have expertise in certain industries and topics. And that enables us to do something that I think few other agencies can do, which is to present a customized solution uh, for any client's writing needs um, and pairing them up with a writing partner who's not just a good writer, um, mm. but who is experienced in this, uh, the form, the genre, uh, and has some knowledge base in the subject matter. So these are handpicked, pre-vetted, qualified people that the client can then choose with confidence based on the intangibles of style, taste, and most importantly, chemistry. Yeah. Because when you're working on a book with someone, it's a very intimate relationship and it's very trust dependent. And so as much as resume and skills and creativity matter in this, um, what matters even more is the, the collaboration, the relationship um, and the trust that goes into that. And that's part of our special sauce is thinking about how the client and the writer will work together and how the relationship will gel. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times that I've seen in my own network, people asking, who knows a good ghostwriter? <laughs> and yeah, how is how is anyone else to know who's a good ghostwriter? Or if you start just searching the web, you start searching Upwork, you know, that sort of thing. And you think that it's going to be the right fit for you. And um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much that goes, you know, you know, I think of the work that we put into hiring uh, painters for our house. <laughs> You know, and and some people put far less work into hiring a ghostwriter yeah. uh, for their, you know, for their uh, piece de resistance, you know, their 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 big name, you know, uh, big claim to fame, the book that they're going to live with for the rest of their life, and um, you know, it's it can go it can go wrong. How how can hiring a ghostwriter go wrong? Oh, many many ways. Uh, for those who aren't watching the video, Dan's reaction to that was like, Whoa. If, if you were taking a drink, you would probably would have uh, choked a bit just then. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's funny what you said about and how people are kind of always asking, like, hey, I got to find a, a ghostwriter. You know, other than our agency, and there's one other competitor we have, which they do very good work as well, just a very different business model. Um, mm -hmm. The two most common ways people find a ghostwriter for a book is either to phone a friend or Google some names. 
Yeah. And um, both of those are very risk heavy uh, solutions. No kidding. In large part, because like, you know, what happens, we hear this all the time. And I call these, our, these this subset of clients um, refugees because they've been burned by someone else's recommendation. And a lot of times what happens is, yeah, my cousin's a writer. And they introduce them and, mm-hmm. the, you know, they vouch for their, they, and they look at the, you know, the guy's got a pretty good resume, but no thought went into, does this writer know the subject matter? Has he written a book before? Um, and most importantly, are they reliable and competent professional? Um, so one of the ways it goes wrong is, you know, someone will recommend a writer for a business book and it turns out the writer's a novelist, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't know anything about right. this, right? Um, the second thing is, you know, a lot of creative types can be a little flaky. Um, and if you don't do the due diligence and uh, look at their work product and talk to some of their prior clients, you can start down the road and, you know, you can spend tens of thousands of dollars even up front oh, to hire oh, someone yes. and, they, and they just disappear. I've heard these kind of horror stories over and over again. Um, and then another way is just stylistically is to, to make a decision based purely on resume. And you could be really terrific writer, but if you want... Uh, someone who's writes in the style of the economist and then you hire someone who's more irreverent and more like a national lampoon style writer. Um, <laughs> it's not going to work. You're, and you're going to get frustrated because they can't deliver um, the product you want. They can't capture your voice, which is a really, really important um, standard in terms of evaluating ghostwriters. So there's just so much risk involved. And that's one of the reasons why I think we're a good solution for a lot of different people is we take the, burden off the plate. The search is, can be really time intensive. Um, and secondly, we take most of the risk out of the equation because we've developed this network, a knowledge of the space, and can connect our clients to writers that, again, they're pre-vetted, they're qualified, they're going to do a good job. And then the client can then step in and screen them to see who they mesh well with, who they have chemistry with, who they're going to trust. And again, it's not foolproof, but I can count on one hand the number of times where um, uh, a client has had to fire a writer uh, mm. because the writer was incompetent or um, unethical. Mm. Boy, that's too bad. Um, so for someone who does want to um, produce, uh, uh, you know, let's say a, a, biz- a business book, 120 pages, um, they have, you know, maybe they have a lot of notes scattered around. They've got a lot of stuff. It's probably... 75% up in their head right now. Uh, or, and maybe, you know, 15, 20% of it is kind of written down in different blog posts and uh, transcripts of speeches, that sort of thing. Um, and they want to produce a, you know, a decent work, nothing, you know, they're not aiming necessarily for the New York Times, but they want to have something to kind of support their domain expertise and and use as a marketing tool, that sort of thing. Sure. Um, what what is that project? A project like that in terms of like scope is that? Um, and again, I know that there's going to be a range on what that looks like for sure. Um, but what what do you think that range is? Uh, both in, of, in scope of work and then investment. Um, let's talk uh, money first because that's mm-hmm. the thing that people ask often ask uh, yeah. and want, need to know up front. Um, our rule of thumb is if you're going to produce a, a business book that you don't just want to have out there to check a box, but that you want to you know, be a really good reputational enhancer and help build your platform and credential you. Um, 
you shouldn't be prepared to spend at least $30,000 mm -hmm. to hire a professional, competent ghostwriter who will produce something that you're proud to put your name on. I would say the mean um, is more in the range of forty to 60000 Again, mm -hmm. to get someone who's done this multiple times, um, who is going to make the process easy for you. And, and again, this harkens back to your prior question about the uh, the problems people run into uh, with hiring a ghostwriter is um, there's a difference between someone who's a good writer and someone who is an experienced, skilled collaborator. Because one of the things that collaborate, professional collaborators are really good at is just like you said, taking the ideas um, and the stories out of people's heads, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then secondly, they're good at managing the author and the client and the and the workflow because that is a big part of successful yeah. collaboration is every author has a different work style. Um, they have a different way of communicating and being able to adapt to that. And like the best ghostwriters are kind of like chameleons. They adapt to the author's style, both, you know, their voice, but also their um, work style. Um, and some authors, they want to meet with you in person and they want to tell stories. They want you to listen. Others are very much like much more business-like here's my, you know, vision for this chapter. I want to spend 15 minutes on the phone. Um, and th the client has to figure out an, a process and a work plan that is going to lead to a good result. Part of that also is managing the author's expectations. If they have a work, uh, work plan that doesn't give the ghostwriter access and the ghostwriter then can't really do the job well, it's a really important skill to have to be able to kind of um, encourage the author to see it's in their best interest to give them more access rather than complaining that, oh, you know, you need to spend more time with me. Yeah. You know, beyond um, the actual ghostwriters, the collaborators that you connect with, um, do you also assist with the publishing and promoting? We do. Um, so we kind of work with parallel tracks with a lot of our clients. So the first obviously is helping them bring their book to life and, you know, creating a great text, but we're also set up to help them figure out what's the right publishing path for them. Mm. Um, and in some cases it's very obvious they're going to go with the traditional publishing path. They have a big platform. They're the CEO of a big company. They're going to get a book deal. So in certain cases, we'll just help them introduce them to some agents we know right. and work with them on the proposal. Then there's other authors that could kind of go either way. Um, and then it's helping them assess their options and then figure out, okay, um, is it really realistic to try and get an agent or is it better to kind of directly submit to smaller independent presses um, and then be in a position to have a plan B for them if traditional publishing work out. And then the third bucket really is people who either they know they want to self-publish or work with a hybrid publisher, or they just don't have any chance of selling their book to a traditional publisher. And mm -hmm. in those cases, it's then working with them and we we say we're being their Sherpa. It's guiding them through the self-publishing marketplace and then helping them figure out what's a reputable, reputable company or platform to work with that will help them achieve their objectives. And that's a key thing, right? And I'm sure you've run into this. Every author um, has their own priorities and objectives for their book. Right. Um, and one solution that works well for Josh Elledge might not work well for Dan Gerstein. And so a big part of what we do, just like with the, the ghostwriting process, heavy, heavy listening, right, is paying attention to their priorities, paying attention to their goals, asking the right questions, and then being able in a position to guide them to the right solution so that they see this is the path to success for them. Um, and again, it might be a different path for, you know, someone else they know. Going the traditional publishing route it has to be fiercely competitive today, uh, more so than any other time. And 
And I mean, uh, from the outside, I wonder just how valuable that is compared to 10 years ago. Um, it's a great, great question. And I do this uh, assessment with a lot of our clients because generationally, if you're basically over 50, 55, uh, self-publishing still has the stigma. You want the legitimacy that comes with the traditional publishing. And a lot of that is based, I hate to say it, on pride and ego. Yeah. Um, but if you're under 50, you know, you're, you're much more practical um, and um, agnostic. You're looking at sort of like, okay, what platform is best for me? And increasingly for business authors, especially if your goal is not to sell books, but yeah. to have the book as your badge, your credibility, all those things, right. then um, self-publishing or hybrid publishing is a really great option. And, and we encourage people, again, to do that assessment strategically and sort of say, for example, if your goal, you're in, you work in tech and you want a book out there in six months because you want to own a certain idea yeah. and be first to market, Traditional publishing is a non-starter for you because right. despite all the advances in just-in-time inventory and on-demand publishing, traditional publishers slot your book in and there's often, more often than not, a lag of six to 12 months But after you turn in your manuscript uh, until the book's actually released in the marketplace. And that's, a, that's just a deal breaker for a lot of authors mm -hmm. who want speed to market. Mm -hmm. um, and then increasingly, there's uh, authors who have their large platforms, they can sell books on their own and they realize they don't need the traditional publisher and they want control over their IP and they want to capture more of the sales revenue. And in that case, again, self-publishing basically or, or working with a elite hybrid publisher is a much better solution for them. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so GothamGhostwriters.com. Um, if someone wants to kind of learn more, kind of start diving into your world a bit more? Um, what should they look for? What should they do? So um, I think our website is a good overview of our services. Um, and then we always do a free consultation with uh, authors who are interested in working with us because we want them to understand what our value is um, and to be comfortable because just like working with the ghostwriter, they first have to trust us. They have to believe that we are uh, set up to help them succeed and we mm -hmm. will be a supportive partner because our role doesn't end once the match is made. We are there to support the relationship and be there again to provide advice and publishing, um, to um, review drafts if there's they want a fresh set of eyes, and you know as sometimes it happens to help if there's a communication breakdown between the author and the ghostwriter. Um, and then um, you know we have uh, you know we can't really disclose who our clients are publicly, mm -hmm. but we can selectively with people who are interested in knowing who we've worked with, at least give them a breakdown of some of the kinds of books we've done yeah. um, and then give them references. Because we, again, we want them to feel comfortable um, it, before engaging us to do a search. Yeah. Um, and not just books, right? You also, um, for someone who's got a high profile speech and they need yes. some assistance with that as well. Yes, I have to say during COVID, our speech writing practice and, uh, yeah. and thought leadership practice has, um, has uh, slowed down uh, considerably. Sure. Um, but yes, you know, my background, is, I was a speech writer for many years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a co-founder, actually, of the Professional Speechwriters Association. So oh. our network of speechwriters is unmatched in the, in mm. the country. And we're in a great position to help people, not just, you know, given the current climate um, with, you know, formal speeches, but... Zoom presentations, speech coaching, uh, doing video scripts, um, and doing decks and presentations. 
Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, Dan Gerstein, again, your website, GothamGhostWriters.com. Dan, this is a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. I appreciate your interest. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.